What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Hans. And this is Tristan. Welcome back to the Hans and Tristan podcast. Thank you guys for sticking with us. You know, we took a little break. I know. So happy well. Super Bowl. Happy Valentine's. <laughs> happy, happy everything. Yeah, any other holidays, uh, you know, we missed during our little break. Right, festivities. You know? Yes, yes. You know, we, we need to take some time off. Self-care. Yes. You know, we had a podcast about it, so we practice what we preach out here in these streets. Yeah. But we're back, man, and um, today we're going to be talking about boycotts. Mm-hmm. We're boycotting everything out here in these everything. streets, man. Boycotting everything. But seriously, um, recently, if you haven't heard, Gucci's under fire because of an apparel that they had out that turtleneck. mimicked... Turtleneck. Yes, yes, was it a turtleneck? It was a turtleneck. A turtleneck that um, mirrored uh, the black face. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've been catching a lot of flack lately, and with that flack came some boycotts um most notably ti um put it out there that hey you know we should boycott gucci for three months he said yes and um now other people have kind of been pushing back a little bit what's that floyd mayweather is it really floyd or is it like just well it's not just for well floyd is the biggest okay he's coming okay so floyd was interviewed while he was outside of a Gucci store. Okay. And the guy from TMZ was like, hey, you're about to go into Gucci. How you feel about this Gucci boycott? Like, you feel, do you feel comfortable, like, going to buy Gucci while, you know, they're under fire right now and a lot of people in your community are kind of against Gucci right, right. now. And Floyd kind of took, like, the Switzerland stance, the neutral, like, I don't have any problem with anybody. I'm going to do what I feel and everything oh, like okay. that. So... That prompted a response from T.I. and also a response from somebody on Floyd's camp. Mm -hmm. But those guys are just the notable figures. Right. These responses and debates have been going on for a while. Even when we were up in arms about H&M. Remember when they had exactly, exactly. So I just, yeah, I just feel like, you know, those two figures are representing both sides of the argument. Right. And the sides of the argument are saying boycotts nowadays are turning into fads. Right. And trends. And that's the issue I have with the, the bandwagon mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, like you were saying earlier, what it, what is the purpose? Because this is not like a mom and pop store. So three months is not really going to hurt them, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about three months of, like, let's say, for example, I don't know too many people who have Gucci. Like, you might have one Gucci bag here, one Gucci there. Right. But we're not, you know, our tax bracket anyway mm-hmm. is not the mass consumer. Exactly. So, yes, I see a lot of people on social media that, you know, I follow that follow me saying they're going to boycott. But I'm like, well, three months of not buying Gucci is not a big deal to me because I wasn't going to buy the next three months anyway. Exactly. Maybe not the next year or the next right. three years. And, um... I think T.I.'s justification was like, you know, let's start with three months because we have problems keeping up with things. And I think he's identifying kind of what you were saying. Do you think he said three months because people about to get their refund check? I don't know. Mm. I didn't think about that. I don't I know. I think that might be. I don't know. Like, that could be. I don't know. All I know is what he, you know, said publicly. Right. Because um, he responded because somebody was like, why three months? And he was saying, let's start with three because we have, you know, kind of trouble committing to things, which he was alluding to the fads that we do. Right. And I think 
it's because we don't boycott with a purpose. Right. So we don't have a goal in mind. So, you know, back in the day when before social media, when we were, you know, fighting for equal rights before the Civil Rights Act mm-hmm. and everything like that, all boycotts were done for a purpose. Right. So we needed to see something specific and tangible happen. Exactly. And that would stop the boycott. Right. right? The bus boycott. Exactly. And know, understand. Counters and stuff like that. There's a difference between boycotting and protesting. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Colin Kaepernick kneeling, that's a protest. Right. Right? Stopping, uh, um, you know, not patronizing a certain company or agency or whatever. Right. That's a boycott until you see a specific change. So, like, with the bus boycott, right? Right. That was boycotting until... They were able to sit where they wanted to. Exactly. Until that specific change. And that's, I think, that's the part that's missing with all these canceled because that's the term we're using now we're canceling everything i know you had to put me on today yeah like, i had to put you on onto the game you know what i'm saying i'm out here in these streets but <laughs> well but yeah so we're we're just doing things just kind of haphazardly without organization right. so i believe a more effective mm-hmm. right boycott with gucci would have been like hey we're gonna boycott until you release a list of mm-hmm. you know maybe your top executives and it shows some diversity or, you know, we're going to boycott Gucci until we see a such and such decrease in right. numbers or profits. You know, things that we know, okay, we can strive towards to know, to have a benchmark whether we're making, so we can know if we're making progress or not. And I agree. And I think that's the overall issue is like, you know, we have these things in place. And I think our intentions are good. However, we're not strategic in how we implement the change that we want to see. Exactly. Or sometimes we're not even sure about the change we want to see. Because I know me, I'm not really familiar with the orchestration of Gucci. Right. Like, I'm not familiar with that, you know, how they run their things and mm-hmm. outside of the actual store I see and beyond that corporate whole process. So when we're thinking about boycotting and wanting change, first we got to know the infrastructure and how that works. That's true. We have to do our research on what we're boycotting. And we also have to decide, okay, what do we want from this? Right. What's an actual attainable goal that we want from this? Now, what I will say is the benefits of the way we're doing things now, especially with social media, we're getting a immediate response to what we're doing. Whereas back in the day, it would have taken a little longer for us to, to see... In. Exactly. Right. So that's one of the benefits of the way we're doing things today, i.e. basically social media. Mm-hmm. Because social media connects the masses a lot quicker than right. community organizations would. So we just have to be deliberate in what we're doing and understanding that it can't just stop there. Right. Because if we're honest, if we're really honest, these things that we've quote-unquote been boycotting or canceled, what they've amount to are just bad PR for yes. these companies, right? right? So H&M had to go for a couple months of bad PR. Yeah. Are but people still boycotting day, H&M? Might, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Exactly. Because like you said, the bad PR, even with the whole R. Kelly thing, he might not be getting shows here, but overseas, he sold out. Exactly. So, and as someone mentioned that as well, as far as the whole Gucci campaign, like, you know, do we think that they did not strategically set this up to get more steam, more publicity, more views to their website and stuff like that. That's a good point because that was actually the argument made in regards to Nike when they had their campaign mm-hmm. with Colin Kaepernick as kind of like the face of it, right? You know, um, I forgot the slogan. Basically something like, you know, 
if you love something, you sacrifice everything for it. You right. know, kind of basically alluding to him kneeling. Right. right. And Nike was basically spearheading this and put him as the face. And a lot of people were saying, well, Nike's going to get some backlash. But then the other side, kind of like what you're saying, don't you think they don't realize that, but they're willing to take this backlash right. from this little segment to get up in sales and right. revenue from another demographic? So, you know, it, um, Trevor Noah, who does the Daily Show, he had a little clip which was, you know, very insightful. He was saying, you know, do we really believe that Nike as an organization is invested in what Colin Kaepernick is protesting? Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. He said, do, do you not understand that they have to benefit they have stuff to gain from this marketing so right. you know what are we are we really digging deep and seeing that they're really in the grassroots like are they donating their proceeds right. to community organizations like colin did like he promised and he did and he right. has receipts for his one exactly. million dollars you get what i'm saying so i say that to say you know we have to kind of be mindful of who we're dealing with when we're boycotting because mm-hmm. that gives us an idea of how to boycott them I think first and foremost, we need to get on the same page. And I think that's the issue we have. Like, say, for example, like the Super Bowl, right? Um, football. All last year, all last year, football season. I know you yourself was like, I'm not watching it, you right, know? Right. But every other person who was supporting Colin was still watching football. Right. And I'm like, okay, so... We're, we're willing to sacrifice things like Gucci when it doesn't directly affect us. Mm-hmm. So to convenient. me, exactly. And I think that becomes an overall issue. Just like, for example, the Super Bowl, halftime. So many artists said they were not doing the halftime show. They were not doing the halftime show. But eventually, they found some artists, some black artists that were willing to do it. Right. So to me, I'm just like, okay, so before we as a people can even begin to move in a direction and boycott something. Let's all get on the same page. And the reality is, it's not going to be 100%. It, it it never is. Even back when, you know, we had um, Martin and Malcolm, they weren't on the same, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, so it, it never is. But it wasn't as fragmented as it is today. And I think, if I put on my conspiracy theory hat for just a <laughs> moment, think about it, right? If I am an entity, I'm not going to say who that entity is or what it is. If I'm an entity, right, and I want to destroy or impede the furtherment of these people, take out their leaders. Of course. Right? If their leaders are gone, they're going to be scrambling. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it, not to say that we're sheep, right? Leaders serve a function. They keep us organized, right? right? They keep us connected. Right. And if we're honest with each other, we don't, we're lacking in that. Mm-hmm. We are. And it points to what you're saying. We're not organized. We're not on the same page. Or we have trouble following through yeah. outside of the internet or social media. Right. So what we were talking about, about off air is like, yeah, when I'm online, I'm all about this. I'm all about that. Yeah, but when I'm walking, easy to put a hashtag exactly. In. But it's when easy. I'm walking in my daily life, am I keeping that same energy? Right. Am I doing things that actually contribute to this movement that we're all supposed to be backing? Exactly. And I think that's the issue I have when I see people, you know, post things and say things and they jump on these fads so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I feel like, yes, we can make a difference. Some things will never go away. Racism will never go away. Like, some things will always be here, but it doesn't have to be as, you know, um, 
oppressing as it is if we get ourselves in certain positions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the issue that we have. We we got to do more than just retweet and hashtag and repost yeah. things. And I, I don't know. Like, it's like you said, I feel like we're being pulled in so many different directions. You know, it's like we're on, we're, we're over here on the criminal justice system and, you know, decriminalizing marijuana and, you know, um, looking at our justice system and how it targets people of color and mm-hmm. how we make up a large majority of people in the correctional facilities, but right. yet we don't represent that in the population. And then we get turned around from that to this, to that, to this, you know, and it's kind of like if we keep bouncing back and forth. We're not really making any progress on any fronts because we're stretched too thin. Exactly. And we don't have the organization, unfortunately, to focus on, okay, this is what we're going to be doing right Right. now. This is what we're focusing on our efforts. Not that those other things don't matter. You get what I'm saying? No, I get it. But this is the fight that we're all coming together for right Right. now. Right, because if you think about it, Gucci is not the same as Black Lives Matter. Mm, Two different things. They're not the same and they should not have the same. And I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like that's the closest we've got to fully organized in a while. Yeah. When we had the whole Trayvon Martin, you know, Mike Brown, you know, uh, Philander Cat, like all of those people who were, um, whose lives were taken by, mm-hmm. you know, law enforcement. I feel like um, that's as most organized or at least on one page as we've been in a right. while. Right. Like, it, but it's sad that it got to a point where people had to lose their lives for us to get to that. And see, you, you beat me to the point. Like, that's what it took. <laughs> like, and the thing is, though. That had been happening. Right. That's it, nothing new. That's nothing new. And it's still it's just, happening. It's just being televised now. Right. It's still happening. Thank God for cell phones. So it is being right. televised. So we can, you know, put put things like, no, it wasn't this. Is, this is exactly what happened because we have this cell phone footage. Mm-hmm. You know, damn your, your cameras and all this other stuff. And I don't care what your officer said. This is what really happened. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's like if we become stretched too thin and we're boycotting everything that takes away from the actual issues that we have. And the reality is... Everything is about racism and oppression. Like, everything that we're trying to target, but, like, we have to be strategic about it. So, we can't have some people over here, you know, boycotting Gucci, then others over here doing the NFL, then we're over here. Like, we have to be unison and move as a And then when, exactly, and then we have to move with purpose. So, when we decide on something, because I, like, I'm going to be real with you. I'm not against the whole Gucci boycott. I'm with it because... I believe these high brands, they benefit off. We're the number one consumers. Yes, I totally We agree. are the number one consumers. So how dare you put out products that are basically racially insensitive? Right. So I believe I'm I'm for it, but like what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. So what are we saying? Like if the boycott is okay, we're boycotting until there is a organization or a system developed that these um you know, developers or these agencies have to go through to get it checked and looked at by people of color or diversity before put out, that's different. You get what I'm saying? That's something, okay, a committee is formed. Boom. Like, that that deals and handles that. So now we can be a little easy when we shop because we know this wasn't trying to exploit us in any kind of way. Right? You get what I'm saying? That's a goal. Or, like I said before, until profits decrease. Something. Because Mm -hmm. I don't want to boycott just to boycott. Right. Like, I just don't want to do and the, that. And that's how I feel. Like, I don't want to be jumping on a bandwagon just to jump on a bandwagon. And I think there's other pressing things that we need to put in place. And we, we got to get out of our own way. Like I said, we want to do things when it's, you know, it's not... When it's hot. Exactly. When it's hot and when it's popping. Or if it doesn't inconvenience our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Or we'll do things to get follows, likes. Exactly. I told you, those hashtags. And I think that's when we're going to see real true change because... 
we can we have the numbers we have the power we have the resources and the assets but it's just we're not on one accord and we're not being strategic about implementing these boycotts right and i think we're um we're losing the transition meaning from social media to real life to real life Mm -hmm. we're we're kind of lacking in that regard um i kind of want to shout out what i was doing what i was watching so um a couple of days ago, I was watching this documentary on Netflix called Truth and Power. And um, there's basically numerous movements in, uh, that have been happening in the U.S. And this documentary kind of looks at those movements and how the government played a role in either stopping these movements or surveilling these movements. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mentioned this because I meant it starts off with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. And what I found interesting about that was how it was organized, how it transitioned from social media because that's where the black lives matter started right and how it made its move into real life people protesting in ferguson under fire with tear gas and all of that right you know to people protesting in new york you know it was popping atlanta yeah. we had some you know uh baltimore like mm-hmm. i i love that episode because it showed how we do it right so we post these things we post what's happening but we also organize as well so it's like post organize post organize and i think that's a great formula moving forward when we see these things because trust and believe it's not gonna stop with gucci but of course (laughs) it's not gonna stop with gucci so i am encouraging everybody who wants to participate in making the change right yes social media is a great way because it gives us the most reach. Right. It gives us the most reach. And, but my only issue with that is then who holds these people accountable? So, for example, like with the Me Too movement, right? Mm-hmm. It started off, you know, with the hashtag. It migrated. It, it built up. It gained momentum. And then people were held to. People in high positions were held to, you know, like, oh, no, no, you did this. You did. Like, you got to answer for this stuff now. You got to answer for these things. And I think the same thing with, the again, the Black Lives Movement. Like, it, it wasn't exactly what we wanted per se overall but it was some officers that were held to certain you know like no you did this you killed this person you lose your job so it wasn't across the board but we did see some ramifications of that so then it goes into asking like with the gucci like who holds these people accountable like even if we're not purchasing the stuff like who holds these people when we have other things in place like the the nfl boycott Mm -hmm. who hold these people accountable when you're so far out of reach of the commoners you're right and what i'm saying is that's where the organization part comes in because these agencies and other uh, companies they don't fear as much like the social presence of people online meaning they see social media as a pr hit Mm -hmm. which can if we're real can translate into sales if it's held out long enough right so until they start to see it on the ground, mm-hmm. right? That's when they'll start to take it seriously. And that's when committees will form and people will be held accountable. But I think that's what we're missing right now is we're so stuck on the social media impact and how it does have a, a instant PR effect. Like Starbucks, remember? Right, right. Remember that whole thing is Starbucks? Got exactly. And they shut down. They, they, they shut down the, the diversity training, you know, it, it, and it does that. Mm-hmm. But you know what people are forgetting with that 
it didn't just stop with the social media. People were protesting in front of many right. Starbucks. You see how if you couple the two, it leads to change. Right. And I think that's the formula that seems to be working right now. And it will lead to what you're talking about. Like, right. okay, who's going to hold these people accountable? Because you're saying, like, we're seeing this fall by the wayside, right? Mm-hmm. People aren't being held accountable or being held to the standards in which we put up there. So it's I, just kind of falling. I just had something, another epiphany. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think, because T.I. was the one who stated, let's do the Gucci boycott. Mm-hmm. Floyd made it his business, because they had prior beef, <laughs> to go into the Gucci and go against T.I. Do you think that was... His strategy. You really would love field there. I'm just saying because you know, like I said, sometimes we get in our own way, and sometimes we have you know vendettas. Like <laughs> let's be real. So do you think? What did it take? It took what twenty minutes for for the rap side to come out. It for the drama to come out. It no, took twenty minutes. I'm just we saying. was being real woke. Tristan, all right, guys. Here's here's what here's what really happened. Tristan was like, look, man. This has been Hans's show for 20 minutes. We were real woke. We've been real proper and etiquette. Like, but let's get to the ratchet and juicy Yo, stuff. Yo, the like, reason behind like, everything. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Am I, like, you, they don't sound like some stuff that, come on, let's be real. Let's be real. I'm going to be real with you. I wouldn't put it past Floyd for him to be like, oh, he's doing this. Let me do the opposite. Right. I wouldn't put it past Floyd. Um, I would just hope that he's not that petty. Oh, really? I, I just I would just hope like he's a grown man like You don't know grown men that are petty? I know a lot of them. Well, I guess I know, I know a lot of petty betty grown men. But I'm like, dude, you're rich. You could be doing other stuff you worried he about. He could be. The reality is he could have sent his assistant in there to go buy Gucci if he really wanted the Gucci, but he made it his business to intentionally go in there and purchase it himself. You know what I'm saying? Not saying he's never done that before. Let's be real. He has done it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking, like, this is kind of like, so right off the heels of T.I. saying, let's let's boycott Gucci, da 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 Here come Floyd, you know, like, going into the Gucci store, buying all this other, like, really? Listen, I don't know. That's funny to me. <laughs> like, I, I'm just envisioning him be, looking at his phone, like, oh, man, we boycotting Gucci? Right, call TMZ. Hey, I'm yo. I'm going to buy out this Gucci store right now, bro. Call we- TMZ. Get it on camera. I'm going to be there. It, it, I see validation for that. Just because if you um, look at 50 Cent social media, who has beef with Floyd, he's burning Gucci stuff. So it's kind of like, I can see that. Just him being the antagonist, just, you know, kind of poking the bear. Dude, that's messed up. Like, I'm just saying, but that goes back into us being on one accord, being on the same page. Right. So your beef with 50 and T.I. supersedes right, supersedes what we're trying to do as black people. And I'm not saying that's what he's doing, but I am hypothesizing. I mean, listen, there's evidence for it. I mean, I don't, I can't completely rule it out. I really can't. <laughs> I really can't because he's petty. I mean, I've seen him on his back and forth with 50. Like, he, right. he is that petty. I could see him doing that. So it's just... Really, though? I'm like, really? but, but stuff like that is things we have to consider when we're trying to organize and move as a unit. Right. Like, we're going to have people who will sabotage because they have their own intentions and own things. Again, I'm not saying that's what Floyd is doing, right. but I'm just saying it's just really a quinky dink, <laughs> you know, that, you know, they all are connected in some kind of I shape, form, or fashion. I think we need better leaders. That's, that's really, really what I, I know. I definitely agree. But I it's funny, agree. though. We... We often construe, misconstrue um, 
fame and notoriety as leadership as leadership yeah and that's what sucks about it so it's it's just i don't know it's disheartening that a petty feud right could potentially you destroy know, the movement destroy a movement like it won't be the first time right and i'm gonna be real with you i feel like for a movement to take place it's gonna have to be grassroots mm-hmm. and then maybe when it's has a clear and solid foundation maybe a celebrity can jump in yeah you get what i'm saying and kind of take it to that next level yeah but you're right though because i think if it's started by a celebrity there's always that doubt and that oh, okay what do you stand to gain from this yeah you know what are your intentions by promoting this mm-hmm. and everything like that so i do agree i do agree i see where you come from that is funny i didn't think about that though you know my you know how my wheels be turning i know but they did get into it in social media and you know uh, people were accusing T.I. of, you know... Because T.I., he didn't make it any better because he came out with a diss track. Oh, boy. He dropped a diss track entitled F, nigga. And on the picture is Floyd with the Gucci turtleneck around his face. See, and that, to me, again, takes away from the actual movement. Um, so, is that not a Petty Betty movement? No, you're right. And okay. it looks like it's a feud between the two. Right. And they're, them those two individuals have now taken away from the actual movement in and of itself and the purpose behind the movement. No, I agree. I agree. So, that's why we have to be mindful when we're trying to organize and actually do stuff. Like, to not make it about us and understand that this Whatever's going on is greater Bigger than, than us. us right. Yeah. And I feel like that's, if I'm honest with myself, I feel like that's kind of where T.I. went wrong. But he's not, he's an activist, but that's not his main objective and goal. Right. So he's like, you know, he's an entertainer, an entrepreneur, and all right. that stuff, and activist as well. Like, so if he was acting in purely an activist mindset or stance, the approach might have been to hit him on his cell, be like, bro, like, I know we, you know, we're getting along, but I need you to support this movement. You get right. what I'm saying? But the, re- the reality is most activists aren't just activists. They still wear multiple hats as well. Well, now, but... I mean, even back in the day, like, they still wear multiple hats as well. Like, Martin Luther King, he wasn't just an activist. He was a family man. He was a pastor. You know no, what I, mean? like, I get that. I he, get he that. He wore multiple hats as well. But so, I guess he also understood, though, that the movement was greater than his indi- right. individual so, endeavors. Thank you. So what I'm saying is, even if you have multiple hats and multiple things going on... You got to understand that this is greater than you. So you can't be so readily, so easily provoked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did distract from his overall message. Though, right. So, and it. I think we need to focus on that. I need to get back to that. And like you said, I think it's going to start from us at the bottom. Right. And we have to be consistent about what we want. Like, we can't say, oh, the NFL this week, Gucci that week, H&M this week. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think, again, those all... I have the same common goal. Right, right. And be mindful of the next step because we lose sight of that. Yes. We lose sight of that. So be mindful of the next step. Okay, so what are we going to do to continue to further this movement? It it doesn't need to just die here because then we're feeding into that whole cycle of one place here. Yeah, and one Mm -hmm. time here. So, you know, to kind of sum up what we've been talking about with these boycotts, be mindful if you're boycotting, what's the purpose? Right. What change do you want to see? Because that's why we boycott. We boycott for specific and deliberate change. Exactly. So, for a boycott to be effective now, which is the next level, we need organization. 
right? So it can't just be on one platform. It needs to be on multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. It needs to be on social media. It needs to be in the streets. It needs to be in the stores. So, you know, when you guys are seeing these boycotts and these protests happen, keep all of this in mind because we want true and deliberate change to occur right. in our community. And I think the more we do that, the more serious other people will take us. Exactly. Because the reality is, if we keep doing these bandwagon protests, eventually nobody will take us serious. Facts. Nobody. It'll just be a PR hit because yeah. that's what it is, honestly. Right. And then I'm like, you know what, we, we got enough money to recover from it, so exactly. what? We'll take this three-month hit. Right. So, and I think that's what we need to be mindful of and when we set the tone of the bandwagon boycotts. Exactly. Right. Don't be so quick to cancel. Cancel with a purpose. Like, such and such is canceled until such and such happens. You get what I'm saying? Not just cancel because they did this. No, it has to be with a purpose. Right. It has to be with a purpose. So, thank you guys for joining us. We're back. We're back. (laughs) Check us out (laughs) on our different platforms, iTunes, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, you know, let us know what you think. Subscribe, like, and share, guys. As always, be blessed, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.